can't go out. <laughs> I'm sick. Boo, you whore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Outgoing Without Going Out. I'm Gabby, and it's just me today, baby. We got a solo episode since Lexi did one last week because I was so busy with cheerleading. You guys know, if you competed at both cheer sport and NCA, time just has not felt real lately. Like, life is just a blur those weeks. So, like, there was no time that our schedules lined up to be able to record a podcast together that week. But that's okay, because that just means I have so much to get you guys caught up on. And I figured it was very fitting to do a whole cheer-related episode this week, because obviously that's basically all that's been happening in my life anyway. So we'll start with kind of filling you in on where I've been the last two weeks, how cheer sport went, how NCA went, all of that. And then I asked on my Instagram for like anything and everything cheer. It is questions related to like my personal cheer career how I'm feeling, and then just like cheer in general with like the score sheet and competitions and everything else in between. So even if you're not a cheerleader, I feel like this these are always such interesting episodes because from like the outside world, all-star cheerleading is so, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it literally just feels like another world. So if you don't understand cheerleading, I'm sure a lot of your questions will be asked and answered in this episode so hopefully you can get a better understanding on this whole like 50% of my life that has been literally for what am I 24 I'm about to be 25 this year and I was literally born into cheerleading I competed when I was two so legit my entire life so we're gonna hopefully answer some of the questions you have along with everyone else these podcast I don't know how people do like individual solo podcasts week after week because something about I don't know when I turn on the camera and I vlog I can talk forever because I guess I'm just like used to it more but solo podcast episodes are crazy feeling like I'm just talking to myself over and over and like no one to bounce ideas off of so if I start to ramble at all through this I am so sorry I am trying my best okay so I guess let's start with getting you caught up on everything that's been happening. So the last time I talked to you, I was getting ready to head to cheer sport, I believe. I don't think we've podcasted since then together. So cheer sport weekend is one of the biggest nationals. It happens in Atlanta, Georgia, and it is so tiring. Oh, okay. Cloud is going to play with his loudest chew toy right now. (laughs) Anyway, it is the... Probably the most draining cheer competition weekend, I would say, out of the entire year. The um, venue that cheer sport is in is just huge. And the way it's set up is it is so much walking from like the hotel to the convention center to all from like hall A to hall C in the warm up room. And like you are walking miles upon miles all weekend. So I would say, to be honest, I like cheer sport because it is such a major nationals and like so many teams go and it's fun to watch everyone. But I would say competition wise, it is probably one of my least favorite competitions and not even in the way that it's run or anything like that. I literally just think it's the venue that it's in is just not my favorite. But I also haven't competed at cheer sport in a while. I think in my double O years, I only went 
once, maybe twice. So it's been a while since I really got that whole experience as an athlete anyway. But we went into cheer sport weekend with day one. We had, I don't even, why do I feel like I don't remember what happened? All I remember is like the day two fiasco because if you guys know, you know, oh, here we go. Oh, day one. Yeah, day one was not good. Okay, it wasn't bad, but here's the thing. The way the score sheet works this year, which I'm going to go more into detail later on because I have a question about it, but you have to do a certain amount of skills in order to get a certain score in order to like max out the difficulty category. Where we have unfortunately fallen short this year is that it never fails that like the deductions that we have happen early on in our stunt sequences and then because they like have an issue they don't get to do the full skills in the stunt sequence and then we're not hitting our difficulty numbers because we didn't have like all the groups doing those skills so that is unfortunately what happened day one at cheer sport we had um Nothing like tragic, just a few bobbles, technical issues, and just not hitting our numbers because we have a, um, one group is watered down because it was an injury and then we had to fill in and because we had competitions back to back to back, we wanted to like play it safe and know what was going to hit and also like still hit our numbers without doing the full stunt. But because of that, all of our other stunts need to hit in order to hit the numbers So, unfortunately, that didn't happen, and when that happens, you get, like, docked major on the score sheet because not only are you getting the deduction, you're also then getting not the full difficulty skills, and you're getting off in, like, if they move, you get off in formations and transitions, you get off in drivers for technique, like, it basically is, like, it hits you, like, 10 times on the score sheet. So, that's why hitting a clean routine is getting rewarded right now over, like, difficulty and just like having technical errors is kind of basically like execution is really where teams are winning right now so that is how day one went and then day two the vibes were completely different they had a little meeting after day one and then in our meeting going into day two I pulled one out of the double o handbook and I was like you know what we're just gonna have fun today and we kind of discussed like what we can do differently as coaches and on the floor to like just make today fun because they really went into day two with like nothing to lose like the stress didn't have to be there there was no like they it's not like they were going in in first place and they had to you know like maintain the spot they were in that position where it was like there's no reason to stretch stress there's nothing to lose everything to gain let's try something different so we had a little powwow it's going to be an LJ secret on what they figured out on how to have fun and it literally turned the entire vibe around of the team from warm-ups to taking the mat like everyone's energy was phenomenal they were hitting such a beautiful routine and then there was a little bobble at the very end of the stunt and then the dismount happened and we had an injury on the floor and I have never been in that position as a coach luckily but the second it happened and I saw her on the ground before the music even stopped I was ready to jump up on the stage like the stage was literally neck high the adrenaline was going through my body I didn't even care that I had to force myself up onto the stage I jumped up so fast to go make sure she was okay luckily she was she just got hit in the nose and like the face pretty hard so you guys know as a cheerleader you know it could be the slightest hit but when you get hit in the nose 
you like you instantly cry and it hurts so bad so luckily they tested her out for concussion for everything she was all good to go there so she was cleared to compete again and I got some questions about this like on the cheer sport vlog and everything like what happens when something like this happens and honestly I've I've always like seen it happen but I've never been in the scenario either on the mat or as a coach where I've had to deal with that so it was stressful let me tell you but basically what happens is you go again with whatever can go whether you replace her or if it just has to be like a hole luckily like I said she was good to go so she could um, perform with us again and you have to do as much as a full routine as you can but scoring only starts from the point of the music stopping to the end of the routine so that was at the very end of our elite sequence so we still threw our entire routine anything that she was in that wasn't necessarily getting scored we just had them mark it because it wasn't worth like hitting her again or having like the injury be worse so everything she was in up until that point marked and then if any tumbling was like not fully warmed up because we were backstage for I honestly like time was not real in that moment I I couldn't tell you how long we were back there at least like a good 30 or so minutes before we competed again so therefore like they haven't tumbled in a long time now um luckily at tier sport they do have an extra like dead mat strip before you go on so we could do like any stunt reps if we needed to or warm like any parts of the pyramid up like luckily that was good but they went back out there they did a full routine as much as they possibly could and that was their first zero deduction performance on a competition floor that they've had all year so that was a huge moment it was such like a roller coaster of emotions going from the first routine was so 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 good and then all of a sudden it was the injury so it was like a super high high and then a super low low and just so much stress and then back to a super high when they hit a zero but then obviously because of the injury they still had a deduction for that stunt so they didn't technically like hit hit zero according to the score sheet or like according to competition day two but I do feel like from cheer sport day one to cheer sport day two was the turning point for LJ and they have been a completely different team since then and it has been the best thing to witness and just their journey this year has been so special for them but then we come back from cheer sport and it is immediately nca week i don't know who it used to not be like this there used to be one week in between cheer sport and nca and then ever since like 2016 2017 one of those years they've been back to back and it has been terrible i don't know why it hasn't gone back to the way it was before it is just those are two of the most draining competitions and like physically mentally demanding competitions and the fact that they are back to back you have no time to recover in between at all like you just kind of hold your breath from cheer sport all the way to nca you don't get to breathe until nca is over but they came into the gym and it was their tuesday practice oh well okay after cheer sport we had the uniform reveal video finally you guys know if you've kept up with, I don't know if I've really talked to it on here, but definitely on YouTube, I've been vlogging when I've had like uniform Zoom meetings with Rubble and like the whole designing process of the uniforms. But now you guys know kind of why it took so long. And that was because of the skirt surprise that happened at NCA. But we finally had our uniforms come in so we could shoot the uniform reveal video. That was, <laughs> it was fun. But it lasted from 6 p.m. until 1 a.m. the day we came back from cheer sport. 
So like, like I said, there was no recovery time at all after that competition. So we had that. It was, it was a blast. And it was just such a like, oh, finally we have new uniforms. Like the girls were so excited over it. We were so excited over it. And we've known for a while that like the skirt surprise was happening. It's been choreographed in our dance from the very beginning of the season. So like finally to have that was just so exciting. So we had the girls wear the skirts at Tuesday's practice so that they could practice doing the reveal in the routine. And that was their first ever like beautiful, complete hit zero routine that it was the best routine they've thrown all year. The energy was good. You could just tell, like I said, like it is a completely new team coming back from cheer sport. They were phenomenal. The entire gym stopped what they were doing. Everyone was jumping on their feet. Like it was such a surreal moment to be a part of. Like I love that we have it videoed and like documented because it really was such a special moment. But the skirt reveal was the first time it happened and just hearing the crowd just in the gym and like the reaction when they already knew it was happening was so amazing that we knew that saving that to be a secret until we hit the NCA arena was going to be the best decision, which is why we didn't show the skirt part in the reveal video because we wanted to keep it a secret still. But their week of practices were phenomenal. So they went, um, they ended up doing two, well, a full out and then like a watered down full out on Tuesday. Both were zeros. And then we ended up going Thursday. We were just doing one full out. It was basically a zero. We had one little minor tumbling issue. And then we go to clean tumbling right after. And we have an injury of one of our like main girls that's in basically like every section. Luckily, she's a trooper. She made it work. We just took her out of tumbling. So if you watch any of LJ's NCA videos, you could tell that there's a hole in tumbling. And that was because it literally happened the night before we left for NCA. There was no way anyone was just going to be able to like step into her spots and learn the routine that fast and hit it better than she was going to be able to even if she wasn't at 100 percent so she was a trooper all weekend and hit her routine both days um just what we just fixed like all of her paths so that way she could make it through without tumbling and that was so stressful though being again on such like the cheer sport nca weekend was such a roller coaster because being on such a high after tuesday they're hitting zero and then even Thursday, they do a phenomenal routine. And then all of our practice plans just had to get scratched because then everything from that moment on was just worrying about, like, making sure she can get through her routine. And then we went to NCA. We had a Friday night practice, which went well. That was the first, like, kind of, okay, we can breathe. She hit all of her stunts. She made it through the routine. Like, we fully trust her to do this. And then... um, I, I mean, there's really nothing else to say other than NCA happened after that. So day one, they had a phenomenal routine. They did have one sunfall. And again, unfortunately, like I said, it always happens that it's the stunt um, skill at the very beginning of the elite stunt. And therefore, that stunt group couldn't do the skills. And therefore, we didn't get our difficulty score. So unfortunately, that's what happened and why we are so low. I saw so many people saying like, um, after the rankings came out that they didn't understand why our score was as low as it was and it was unfortunately just because like when we have those deductions not only do we get the points for the deduction we miss out on difficulty scores we also get docked on technique and that unfortunately led to the scores and the placements but the rest of the routine was honestly like phenomenal and this I wish so badly I have a video of the crowd's reactions to the skirts because we were so good at keeping it a secret and 
oh my god was it so worth it because the reaction to the skirts turning pink was insane like the NCAA arena is one of the craziest crowds of probably any competition so luckily I mean obviously like we wanted the the uniforms earlier so that they could wear them all year but I will say it worked out so well and like everything happens for a reason that they didn't get to debut them until the NCAA arena because it was such an iconic moment like it truly was but we had two skirts not work I think each day which we've yet to do a full run through where every single skirt works so we're still working on it so stay tuned to that moment there's always like literally one or two every time but we still knew that like we were doing it and it was going to be worth it and it still was such a moment even with that happening so day one happened and then we went into day two and again they had a beautiful routine we had one minor tumbling issue which has never happened before but it was like it wasn't even a tumble bust like she was about to land the skill but there was a collision that then led to obviously her not landing the skill because her feet clipped someone else but everything else stunts were in the air pyramid was beautiful everything was so good their score day two was the highest they've scored all year they got a perfect technique in stunts pyramid and baskets which me being like the stunner myself I was so happy about that like that is such a huge moment for me as a coach and just it felt so nice to be rewarded for something that we've worked obviously so hard for So they did end up in third, which we were honestly, we could not be more proud of them. We were ecstatic. They were ecstatic. It was such a great weekend. And I'm just excited to see how the rest of the season turns out. So I'm going to say that was, that was like, I guess my weekly scoop recap of everything. We're like 17 minutes in already, but I had a feeling that's why I was like, let's just make this a whole cheer podcast because I have so much to catch you guys up on and why not? I feel like it's fitting. We haven't done one yet this season. But because this is a cheer episode, we're going to keep it cheer related. And my favorite is going to be the LJ skirts because it was such a long process to get them designed and to figure out all the like technicalities of it. And seeing it come to life and watching it on the floor was amazing. And that is definitely my favorite. I love that uniform looks so good on every single person on the team, like seeing it all together for the first time on the mat and with a routine I just I genuinely like absolutely love the uniform I think it is absolutely beautiful so that is going to be my favorite this week I guess the only other thing to talk about would be like my first experience of NCA as a coach um let's just say that the coach's hospitality room had free coffee and the coffee was phenomenal and it had like the varsity logo over top like they went all out um my only complaint is they ran out of snacks for day two in the coach's room so that was kind of a bummer because that was always my go-to like finding time to eat on competition days is just not easy so I was hoping that I could go in and grab a snack or grab a drink and they didn't really have much at most hours of the day but that's definitely a perk of being a coach another perk is getting like the best seats in the house because you get to sit in the coach's bleachers right next to the floor which I loved. I got to watch some great cheerleading all weekend. Not as much as I would have liked to. I got to watch large senior, a little bit of medium co-ed, a little bit of small senior day one, and then like all the top teams basically. I wish I could have watched large senior in the arena, especially day one. I heard it was like just so crazy. And then day two, it's just that division is always so fun to watch. So I wish I could have seen that, but Overall, as a coach, it was a 10 out of 10 weekend. 
It was fun getting to dress up day two with the other coaches. And I really enjoyed it. So, I guess that's all I have to catch you up on. So, let's get into the questions. You guys have some really good questions, actually, that I've never really thought about or I've never been asked before. So, I am excited to answer them all. Starting with the first one is, do coaches have a good balance of work and home life? I would say this totally depends on the month or the week to be honest because for the most part during the week yes I don't know I don't know if this is necessarily for every coach but it's also because I only go into the gyms to coach my teams I rarely do privates so therefore I have like my full day up until almost like 5 p.m to do everything else I need to do where Justin in the summer goes into the gym at like 2 p.m And then during school, he obviously can't do privates as early because people have school, but he's there from like 3 to 9 p.m. So his, I would say, is different because he's in the gym a lot more. So his days, it's a lot harder to balance. I would say I have a way better balance of it during the week. However, basically all my weekends are completely taken up by cheer. So I do wish I had a better weekend balance because I would love to get to do more, especially when Justin is free on the weekends. It's hard because my weekends are kind of like my busiest time so yes and no and then there's also weeks where like if we're making changes to the routine or we're designing the uniform or we're doing the music or we're doing choreography like we'll have so many different meetings and calls and planning and going over score sheets and like there is a lot that goes into it that depends on what week it is of how much I'm doing outside of the gym compared to how much is just like in the gym and then once I leave it's not so busy or booked up so I would say yes and no I feel like I can't give you like a cookie cutter answer on that one um this next one was if a team needed a fill-in would you consider yes if I would the only team I would go back to would be double O because that is my heart and soul as a team um and if they needed me I absolutely would do it I have had a lot of people ask me about worlds lately and my like criteria is if you need me I would do it I don't just want to like take someone's spot that has been working hard all year and it cannot conflict with LJ's schedule at all like I do not want to have to spread myself too thin if I could happily enjoy both moments with both teams and we could make it work I'll be down if they need me that is how I feel about that um do you ever get FOMO about not being on the mat anymore So I actually thought that this transition was going to be a million times harder than it was. To be honest, if you would have asked me in like right after Worlds, I would have probably told you that it would have been cheering by now because I thought that I've never tried to like retire before and everyone knows that people say they retire and then they come back like 10 more times. But I think my saving grace in all of this was coaching LJ because I found such a love for coaching and I also... I'm still so heavily involved. Like, I've gone to every major competition, if not even more competitions this year. I'm still such a huge part of, like, the cheerleading world. I still get to do all of that. So the only thing I'm missing out is performing, and I'll obviously always miss that because, like, there's nothing in this world that compares to the feeling of being on the competition floor. Like, especially me being such a performer, I absolutely love that. But I've also done it so many times, and I have so many fond memories to look back on that... I do feel like I, like it was my time to retire. Like I felt so fulfilled and so like okay with that decision finally that honestly like I really 
don't get FOMO this year. Like, I love getting to watch everyone experience double for the first time that haven't, hasn't been on that team yet and getting to, like, cheer from them from the front with, like, my old coaches that used to coach me for five-plus years, like, on that floor. Like, it's such a different feeling that I still love it and I don't really get FOMO, which is weird. Like, I thought it was going to be so hard for me. And to be honest... It hasn't been that hard. Like, I'm actually very happy with my decision, and I I don't regret it, and I don't want to, like, take it back anytime soon, which, like, is literally shocking to me. I did not expect that to be my answer this year. I, I truly thought I was going to end up back on the map by now, but I'm happy with my decision. This next one, do you think a coaching cheer could be a career? Yes and no. Just strictly coaching cheer? No. It, that does not pay the bills enough at all, which is why, like, I don't consider, I consider, like, influencing my full-time job because that is literally, like, 95% of my income. Coaching cheer itself, like, if you are strictly just a coach, does not pay the bills. However, there are so many ways in cheerleading to make a career out of it that, yes, I think it's possible in other ways. I think clinics in the summer, going from gym to gym and, like, doing that is such a great way to make money. Um, you can have a full career off of teaching privates. That's like Justin's main job. He does tumbling classes and just privates all year round. And he makes great money off of that because like you set your own hours. You, I mean, the way like Top Gun works is a phenomenal way with like the privates. Like we get to charge what we want. We're basically in control of all of our privates, which is really nice. A lot of the gyms don't do it like that. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, and then choreography and like music like there's so many other ways within cheerleading to make a career but coaching strictly itself I mean people do it but I'm not gonna say that you're gonna live a comfortable life off of it at all um you definitely kind of need to put in other ways within cheerleading to make money but it's possible but that's why like I don't consider like yeah is it my job yes and does it take up a lot of my time yes but I don't consider it, like, my job because I don't really get, it's not, like, a huge part of my income at all compared to, like, social media. What teams do you coach? Um, I get this question a lot, which I don't necessarily understand why because I feel like I'm consistently putting it out there about what teams I coach. But I'll also, I'll take you through my coaching history because there was a lot of questions about, like, how did you get started? Like, what levels do you coach? So currently this year, I coach our senior two team called Senior Sass and then our medium all-girl six team called Lady Jags. And then before this, I coached senior two last year and TGSC, which was our senior co-ed three. And the year before that, I coached Cat Four, which is our senior co-ed four team. And then the two years prior to that, I coached Squirts, which was our tiny team. So I have ranged basically from tinies, all the way to seniors to now world's teams, levels two, three, four, six. Like, I've basically done it all. Um, and then prior to coming to Top Gun, I also coached a tiny team when I was at Rain Athletics. So I've been coaching kind of a while. And then before I really, like, coached teams at Top Gun, I also ran flexibility classes. So I've been working in the gym for, like, basically, I think since I was on double, like, since I aged out of TGLC, I think that was when I started doing, um, classes, and then, uh, ended up going into coaching, and here we are now, 
coaching a world's team, which is crazy to me. I did not think that was going to be happening this year. I think I have questions about that, though. So we'll save that story for later. But that is insane to me that I coach the Lady Jags still. What is it like to coach rather than to cheer on a team? Okay, so the main differences are when you're cheering on the team, you basically like go in, you do your job, you leave. However, as a coach, it does not, I don't get to walk out of the doors and like it just ends like that. Like it's almost consistently something I'm thinking about or like I said, like certain weeks we spend so much time outside of the gym doing you you have so much more to worry about, obviously, as a coach. When it comes to choreography and music, uniform, score sheets, routines, like, there's a lot. It is also way more stressful to be a coach than to be an athlete. And I know that might not seem like the case because the athletes are the ones, like, doing the hard work and doing the job and doing the skills. But as a coach, it's different because you feel like it almost like falls on you more if they don't hit. Like I feel a kind of a sense of like responsibility or like I could have done more where like if I'm an athlete on a team, obviously if like I'm part of a deduction, it it hurts. It's like very disappointing and you kind of feel like you let everyone down. But if like deductions happen on the team that I wasn't involved in, obviously like you don't really feel a sense of responsibility in that, even though like you obviously are so affected, but stuff that I am not involved in as a coach because I'm not on the floor, you still kind of feel that sense of, like, disappointment in yourself or, like, almost like you could have been more, like, what could you do differently that is not working for them to, like, help them out more? And then also just it's stressful because you're not a part of it at all. Like, once I we leave them backstage and we walk to the front of the floor, like, you just kind of have to cross your fingers and hope for the best because you're not – you can't be on the floor with them. And as much as I wish I could just be on the floor with them, like helping them any chance they need, Matt talking to them when they get that sense of doubt in their head or they're telling themselves they can't do it and like always reassuring them that they can, which I feel like I, like I could do on the floor, especially because I wasn't in tumbling section. So like I was always on the floor, Matt talking everyone, getting like kind of helping them through the routine. And it's hard being a coach at the front of the floor not being able to do that as much and also just like not helping what is going wrong like the things I was nervous about as an athlete were things that I could play a role in like I could know that I was in charge of I was in control of making those things hit so it's like yes I was nervous but I also knew what to do to make it hit where like as a coach the thing like you just you can't do anything you just got to stand at the front of the mat and clap and hope for the best and help them get through it as much as you can but it is a lot more stressful. That's for sure. Um, those are definitely the main differences. Another one, I don't, did I screenshot this one? I don't know if I'm going to be, oh yes, I screenshot it. Okay, we'll get into that after. So, um, let's go to the next question. Cause that's definitely like, those are the, what I've noticed so far, those are definitely the main differences. Your favorite thing about Top Gun. This, I feel like I can make a whole podcast about just Top Gun in general. I, there are very, very few gyms that preach so much like life lessons and just sportsmanship and just like morals and like at the end of the day, Top Gun really is about building good humans over good athletes and I cannot say that about a lot of gyms in this industry at all. You can just tell just from my experiences as an athlete competing against certain teams and just 
what I've seen from certain coaches and just like the industry as a whole in general like Top Gun is really set on morals and standards that a lot of gyms are not and I am so thankful for that because it just has honestly shaped me into a way better human being and I just love that we are the way we are with certain things to allow our athletes to become like such better human beings in the outside world like outside of cheerleading. So that's definitely like my favorite thing like we go above and beyond of just trainings with our staff as well like something that's obviously now that I'm playing a huge part in to the point of like just like athlete safety when it comes down to we've had like active shooter drills at the gym and I don't know any other cheer gym that have ever done that to like prepare our coaches to really just keep our athletes safe and just be more prepared for any scenario like it's a scary thing to think about but like we are we play a huge role like almost as in these kids like second parents that there's things that we should be more educated in and I love that Top Gun goes above and beyond way more than any other gym that I've ever seen in this industry so I'm so thankful for that and I like yeah Top Gun is truly I I, and I'm not just saying this because I obviously work there like Top Gun truly is the best gym that I've ever witnessed in this industry hands down so I'm very very thankful and grateful to be a part of that one thing you miss about being on double O um there if there's one thing about double O it is that that team just knows how to have fun at all hours of practice on the competition floor doesn't matter you can be at the most stressful competition that team is having fun on the mat and that's honestly just what I miss. Like, we used to be, <laughs> it didn't matter what we were doing. We we were having the most fun all the time. So, like, I just miss that bond and just, like, like nothing mattered. Like, it was such an outlet for going to, like, double O practices and just competing and all of that because I literally felt like I was just going to hang out with my friends. And in the meantime, we were getting stuff done and we were just, we all just, like, it's because I think the level that double O is at, like everyone is older, more mature, and like we all just know what needs to be done. So there is such a good balance of like working hard and getting stuff done, but having fun every moment of doing that. And that's definitely like the one thing I miss because like I said, being a coach is more stressful. So I feel like I don't have that outlet where like I didn't have anything to worry about, didn't have any stress. I could like just kind of tune out the outside world. And I like don't really feel like I have that anymore. So that is definitely... The one thing that I miss about specifically being on double O, not even just cheering, like that team specifically is just very different from other teams. Um, now, on the other hand, is favorite thing about coaching Lady Jags, and that would be probably just the, the bond that I have with those girls. Like I, and I think it's because I am like the only female coach that I have literally created such a bond with everyone on the team, and I absolutely love it like it fulfills me so much and I, I'm not gonna lie it's also just it is so exciting for me like it's always been a dream of mine to coach a world team obviously but I never thought it was happening this soon so it's so surreal getting to experience that and it's like maybe that's why I'm so okay with like not cheering this year it's because like this is another dream come true that I get to kind of like check off my bucket list that's I didn't even think was going to be happening yet so I would say the excitement of literally just coaching Lady Jags is huge for me and then definitely like the bond I have 
with the girls. I, I, I feel like I'm more of probably a big sister than a mom, considering I'm only like, oh, I mean, I'm, listen, I'm getting older. I'm like six, seven years older than them. So I, well, okay, that's not old enough to be a mom to them, but I, I just have such a strong bond with so many of them and I absolutely love it. Next question, favorite team you've been a part of? Um, double O for sure. And then if I had to rank my years, 2018 was the most special year I've ever been a part of. It was my first year winning Worlds. So that was like just like the cherry on top. But that's not even why I would say that team was so special. It was just such a good mix of people. Like we had so many OG Top Gun people that I've looked up to forever that it was so surreal like being on a team with them. That team had such a good bond. Like we had, that was like the start of having fun, twenty four seven in cheerleading. Um, obviously, Justin was on that team. There was so I loved my stunt group. I had Derek and AJ that year, and that was probably like, that was that was just amazing. So like the, everything about that year was truly so special. That that would hands down be like my favorite team I've ever been on year wise. And then next, I would say it was probably tied from twenty nineteen, which was schoolgirl year. And honestly, last year on Double O, we had so much fun last year. And I would say that bond was probably one of the stronger bonds that of teams I've ever been on. So 2018, 2019, and then 2022, I think were my top three years of being a cheerleader. Like my favorite teams that I've ever been a part of. And Faith Cheer Routine theme. Hands down, the school theme, 2019. Everyone was so like against it at first because that was kind of like the initiation of themes into cheerleading. But now looking back, you cannot tell me that that was not an iconic year. Everything about that year, the uniforms were amazing. Like that was the theme was done so well. The whole like the pigtails, the music, the routine, like everything about that year, the theme was literally done to a T. Like it was perfect. So that would be my favorite like full-on theme and then I also just loved the Miami years on double O because it was like a theme without going over the top I love the blue and pink uniforms like that I would just love but I don't consider that really like a theme theme because we didn't go all out with it so of like the themes going all out would be hands down this the schoolgirl year it was iconic honestly this is a fun one I don't think I've ever answered this one or been asked this one Favorite division to watch? Honestly, I think medium co-ed. Something about, like, I just feel like that division is filled with nothing but phenomenal teams. And it's always so, like, neck and neck. I would say lately my favorite team out of Top Gun team, outside of Top Gun teams, has been Spirit of Texas Royalty lately. I love their routines, especially last year. I absolutely, they were my favorite team last year. But... I just think medium co-ed as a whole is such a talented division. I would say that is one of my favorite divisions. And then obviously nothing beats large senior and large co-ed. So those are always just obviously a blast to watch. Tips on switching from a smaller gym to a bigger gym or just talking about that experience. I don't think I ever really, I mean, like I talk about my experience, but I don't think I ever really gave like full details of everything. But I was at, well, obviously now like Rain Athletics is a bigger, more known gym, but I was at Rain Athletics the very first two years it ever existed. So especially back then, like it was not a very well-known gym. So it was definitely considered a smaller gym. Um, it was, 
two and a half hours away from home so it literally became like the coaches became my second family like I stayed there every single weekend for practices like I dedicated a lot of my life to rain athletics and being on aqua and doing all of that and then I got to a point where towards the end of my last year there I just kind of felt like I was falling out of love with cheerleading I just things weren't going the way that I would have liked not even in a like placement or anything like that wise but just I would come out of practices continuously just like crying and I just wasn't really enjoying it so much and I would find myself in the back of practices like feeling like physically I did just didn't want to push through full outs because I wasn't enjoying it like I just had nothing to do with the people on the team I absolutely loved them it was just a different scenario that I've never felt before but I just I felt like it just my time there had kind of come to a close so I didn't think it was an option for me to move across the country yet I because I was still in high school I knew I was no matter what I was going to college in Florida and I was going to super senior on Top Gun that was already in the works so then once my family allowed me to potentially like move my senior year I knew that there was no other option but to go to Top Gun but before that was an option I literally was almost quitting cheerleading I knew I couldn't there was really no other gyms around that I wanted to be a part of and I literally almost quit to dance fun fact because my ex-boyfriend at the time was a world champion hip-hop dancer and my sister competed on that gym um dancing and I love performing so like I wanted to do something but it's crazy to me that I really almost quit cheerleading because now knowing like how much love I have for the sport I literally could never see me leaving it so it was not an easy decision but I knew it was best for me but then unfortunately when my coaches found out that I was leaving which I think is honestly like I I have such a great relationship with them now and I get that it was I I maybe should have like mentioned it to them earlier but also like they did the same thing before where like they left to go be at a bigger gym so I thought they would understand it more but um we had kind of a falling out which really hurt me in many ways because I was just following my dreams like they did before so I didn't think that they would take it in such a wrong way and especially when like either way I didn't really I wasn't planning on staying at the gym because I just truly wasn't happy anymore um so that kind of sucked that's like the thing I've never talked about and it was hard because I had so many friends at the gym and I still loved the coaches so much and I wanted to like still be involved and anytime I was home like I wanted to go visit and it just kind of sucked that we had a falling out like we did. Um, we have such a good relationship now. Anytime I see him at competitions, like I love getting to see them, love supporting Aqua. Like I, I'm so happy that Aqua's finally getting the recognition they deserve because they've been a phenomenal team for years. And I'm just so happy that the gym is becoming a bigger gym. And I still have so much love and I'm so grateful for them like taking me in with open arms like they did the two years I was there. But it wasn't easy. And I know that is such a common thing. I know so many people that had to have burned bridges just to follow their dreams which I don't think that should be how we deal with things like it it was such it was the best thing that ever happened to me even outside of cheerleading just me moving away like really putting my all into like following this dream I had and just being on my own and and doing like going through such a change was truly the best thing for me and I know it is the case for so many athletes too so I'm all for it it's not the easiest thing to go through but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So 
I don't I don't necessarily know if I have tips other than like at the end of the day you just really need to do what's best for you even if it's a hard decision um and like I said it's the best thing that's ever happened to me so like I definitely recommend it all right we've been talking for a long time and honestly my throat is starting to get so dry I need to drink water so we're gonna like rapid fire through the rest of these did Louis Vuitton really tell you you can't use the unis and threaten to sue you no (laughs) all of this is fake this is why you can't just believe everything you see on social media guys a cheer twitter literally made up this entire thing and everyone took it and just ran with it like you can see one thing and the fact that everyone just instantly believes it instead of like do you really think that we would have put something out that was trademarked or copyrighted or that had any possibility of us getting in trouble like we would not do that and rebel would not do that if you look at the details of the uniform every single like little icon in the louis vuitton print is completely different therefore it is not at all related to it's mimicked off of louis vuitton but it is not at all like the same design at all so please do not believe everything you see on social media try to check some sources first we are not getting sued we are not getting in trouble and we are it is not copyrighted everything is completely different (laughs) I promise you we made sure of that before we put it on a uniform. Um, next question. Do you ever miss the feeling of hitting zero? Honestly, I feel like I still get the exact same feeling as a coach. I'm not going to lie. Like, I still get such a rush of adrenaline. I am jumping up and down on the floor. Like, if anything, you almost get to feel it more because you get to witness everything. Like, on the floor, it's such an amazing feeling of hitting zero but you only know you hit zero based off of everyone else's reaction. So it's the fact that like I get to witness the routine hitting zero is such an amazing feeling as a coach that I feel like I don't really miss the feeling of like competing and doing it. Like being a part of it is obviously like so special, but I absolutely love getting to witness all of it happen from the front of the floor. Why did I say this one towards the end? Can you explain the new score sheet? I'm still confused. Yes, okay, I will try to do this as fast as I can without going into, like, complete detail. But basically, I think it was, like, inspired by gymnastics on how if you do certain skills, you get a certain score, and that way cheerleading isn't so subjective. And your score, this is what was said at the beginning of the season, your score should not really fluctuate from event to event. However, that has definitely not been the case. And because now you do certain skills, you get a certain score, The score sheet is all just a numbers game. So therefore, like, the judges are having to count every single tumbling pass that is thrown, every single stunt that is done. Like, they they have to sit there and count everything. And there's been a lot of human error, rightfully so, because no judge can sit there in 2 minutes and 30 seconds without, like, video playback counting everything that's being thrown. Like, there's no possible way you can do that. You can't tell what's a full, what's a double. Like, it's impossible. So... I do think the score sheet still needs to be tweaked a little bit in order to help the judges out, honestly, because it has just been, it's, we've had a lot of errors all year that we've had to kind of fight and, well, I don't want to say fight, but just kind of get corrected after score sheets have come out that they haven't been right. Like, our majors placement was completely wrong and they missed like 10 tumbling passes completely, like not even just one or two here and there, like, they miss full sections of tumbling in our routine, and it's, I I can't blame them because it's hard, the way the score sheet is, is without, like, going through video playback and having, giving the judges extra time to count, like, you're gonna miss things, um, 
but I also feel like the whole idea behind it hasn't necessarily been concrete like scores have still been so fluctuated throughout and just the weight of difficulty specifically in stunting actually no even tumbling hasn't been there because you can do a way easier skill and still get the exact same points as a team doing harder skills and to be honest the team doing easier skills is probably going to win because their skills are probably cleaner than the team doing harder skills so difficulty isn't weighed as much um they expect way more tumbling this year than any year before and I do think that's why we've seen a lot less hit zeros this year because routines are way more physically demanding than they've ever been before on these athletes I I think we could have eased into this new score sheet way better than we did because it was a huge jump for like my senior two team not even just for world teams my senior two team the tumbler girls have to tumble six times in a routine just to hit the score sheet numbers so that is a huge jump from last year to this year when is it a good time or a bad time to come up to you for a picture honestly thank you for asking me this because I feel like a lot of people don't understand this boundary and I absolutely love meeting so many of you but when it's done at the wrong time it can get extremely overwhelming so I would say anytime before or after I am meeting with my team like from the second I'm with LJ it's just unfortunately it's not the right time I expect them to give us our their fully undivided attention and it's not fair if I don't give the same to them in return and if I'm like just not at our team meeting because I'm like out taking pictures or like my job is to be fully invested into LJ so from the second they meet until the second my job as a coach is done I just don't really want my focus to be taken away from them um definitely not a good time in warm-ups and you would think like that's common sense but the amount of times that I've been asked or even like my girls warming up have been asked like it's 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 just it's not LJ athletes responsibility to know where I am or to like give you the clear to come take a picture with me especially when their focus is on competing like there there was a girl literally doing her like superstitions and her prayer before she competed and someone interrupted her praying before she competed to ask if they could take a picture with me like that is just not that's not right and I, I I know the scenario of it and I've been on the other side of it where I've been like a fan of certain athletes and I've wanted to take pictures with them and I get that just please understand when is a good time so anytime before I meet with the team I am always down to do it and then anytime after they're competing we get score sheets and we have a meeting after that so unfortunately sometimes that does take a while especially with score sheets like I said we get them and then we have to go fight them or go to AccuScore to get like clarification on something and then like by that point that process takes so long so I would say your best bet is at the competition before I meet with LJ um all right let's wrap this up long day as an athlete or a coach which do you prefer honestly the as a competition weekend the days are way longer as a coach as an athlete you're kind of just like in and out of there as a coach like I said with score sheets just takes forever it's a lot less physically demanding obviously but mentally and emotionally it is way more draining as a coach how do the lady jags uniform work like the skirt and their dances it is velcroed along the side and along the top with snaps so it's secured the whole routine with snaps and velcro and then they just rip it off and then it velcros on the other side to kind of like give it that different um like the underside of the skirt then is the whole pattern all the way around and last question this is a good one and I don't necessarily know if I have a solid answer but what is your role as a coach of LJ 
I would say the things that I take on the most are one, obviously like flyers. Um, and then two, being that bridge of athlete to coach, especially because I'm a female. I feel like I'm not only my coach, I feel like I'm a mom, I'm a big sister, I'm a therapist. I like I handle all of those things being the, their coach. And I feel like that is my best way to describe it. And then obviously, like, I'm involved in everything else routine-wise as well. I did not think I was going to be as heavily involved in choreography as I was this year. I was not expecting that. Um, so that was that was cool to experience. Like, I was involved in choreography. I was involved in literally I even tumbling. Like, the girls ask me for tumbling advice, and I'm like, sometimes I, I doubt myself a lot. I have honestly so much more knowledge than I give myself credit for when it comes to tumbling. So I literally feel like even, like, basing, like, I feel like I, my role is everything, like all three of us kind of do everything, but I would say my main job that's different from the other coaches is being like the big sister, therapist, mom, emotional, shoulder to cry on, bridge, athlete to coach. And with that being said, my throat is so dry, I need to chug some water, and I also need to get ready to go to the gym. So this was longer than I expected. It ended up going so much easier than I expected. I was nervous at the beginning of just talking to myself for almost an hour, but I think we did a good job. So I hope you enjoyed. I hope even if you aren't a cheerleader, you enjoyed this non or this cheer related episode. Very different from our normal podcast. Hope this helped to answer some of your questions. Even if you are a cheerleader, I know like not having the knowledge of a coach and the score sheet and so many of the behind the scenes things you just like don't ever get answers to. So I'm very happy to give you kind of a new inside look into cheerleading that you don't normally get and I think that's pretty much everything so I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you next week on outgoing without going out bye